Welcome to Off the Board Sports. We are three professional sports handicappers. In each podcast episode, we will give three to five free sport picks to our listeners. We will also dive into the hottest sports topics around the globe and offer our opinions. Let's get right into our show before our picks are taken off the board. Good morning and welcome to today's edition of Off the Board Sports, your number one source for free sports picks and your number one source for the hottest opinions in the sports topics today. We're hitting at an astounding 64%. That's right, for our listeners, it's 64% winners. Does not cost you a dime. All you have to do is just listen to our show. We're going to get right right into it now. We're going to look at some of the hottest topics today. We're going to give you our free picks for today. Let's look into the National Hockey League. And while it was bound to happen, the Oilers' 16-game winning streak came to an end. Last night, they were going for 17 in a row, one of the best winning streaks in the NHL history. They didn't fall down last night, but what a run they're on. And boy, are they just red hot in the National Hockey League. We're going to look at this uh, first topic and hockey, speaking of, we're going to look at the Vancouver Canucks. And right there to my left, there is a future pick from Marco here for the Vancouver Canucks to be one heck of a team this year. He has futures riding all over this team. We wanted to see in the second half of the National Hockey League this season if they're going to continue it. Well, what did they do? Hurricanes coming in three in a row. They go in to North uh, Carolina, and they get a big W. So it looks like they're just going to leave off right Start right where they leave off, Marco. Yeah, fantastic first 50 games for the Canucks. You know, they have been the surprise this season, as we all know. But you got to love what this team has. If you look at the forward position, JT Miller's having an outstanding year, 68 points. He's paired up with a great number two center in Elias Peterson, or whoever you can say one, two. They've been fantastic, 65. These are two of the best passing centers in the league. Uh, and then you got a great young defenseman that really – you know, everyone was talking about the brothers in New Jersey, but Quinn Hughes is a really, really good young defender. He's Maybe people didn't think he was going to be that good, but he's also got a guy with 52 assists. He runs that power play very good. And then you really got to look at what they're doing on the defensive side of the puck as well. You know, you got a great goaltender, Thomas Demko. You got a great defense. You got a really good uh, young signing guy, or Philip Hornick, who is leading uh, on top of uh, the NHL in terms of defensemen, and plus and minus, he's uh, plus 32. Uh, but you got to go look down on the three and fourth. These guys got depth. These guys got grinders. But they also got guys with speed that can get up and down the ice and hurt you. And that's what they've done all year. You know, they put the puck in the net. They've gotten production one through four. And I don't see them slowing down. You know, Vegas was there at the top of the year. Vancouver took them. Uh, we're going to get into another topic about the Los Angeles Kings. That, that A lot of people thought that a lot of wise guys thought that was the, the play. But nobody really saw this Canucks team but me. You mentioned the Futures, 37-1 to win the West. Or excuse me, to win the Stanley Cup, nineteen to one to win the West. Um, but we'll see if it translates into playoff hockey. You know, this we've seen some great performances from teams in regular season. Uh, we'll see if that translates into uh, playoff hockey, which I think this team is built for. They're physical, they hit, they get after you on the forecheck, but you also got speed and you got skill guys that can put the puck in the net for you. They got a great power play, they got a great penalty kill. So I don't see this team going anywhere. Juan. 
Yeah, I don't see them going anywhere. Certainly, they're going to get to the playoffs. Yeah. There's no question about it. But, um, yeah, when it comes to the playoffs, that's a whole other game. <laughs> um, I have questions. You've seen it with the Boston Bruins. They put up regular season numbers. Yeah, yeah I just and mentioned that. And when you get to the postseason, they, they get out in the first round. I could see a very similar situation. You saw a couple years back when the Flames did the same thing. When yeah. Colorado was the number one seed and they got upset. But, yeah, it all comes down to that, what you do in the playoffs. You can put up the numbers in the regular season. You can hit and again, the future is to win the West. It's not to finish first in the Western Conference. That was well, yeah. longer odds, but odds. But yes, um, you still have another teams there. Dallas is a complete team. Colorado was hitting their stride until they went in the All Star break. Vegas is still. Winnipeg is there. And of course, you got the hottest team in all in the NHL right now. Went, uh, Edmonton, uh, the Oilers have won 15 straight. Yeah. So the yeah, streak you, snapped last night though. But yeah, yeah. Well, they 17 did straight. Win, yeah. Win, yeah, they did win 17 straight in a row though. Like I said, the hottest team in the Western Conference. So you got another team that are coming up. You know, Vancouver's on the East Coast trip right now. They go to Boston, and then they go to Detroit, and then they go to Washington. So we're going to find out more. They got one win yesterday, but, I mean, it's one yeah. game. we got to see how they play in the second half. Yeah, I'm last 10 for the Canucks, uh, 8-0-2. So they have been probably right there with Edmonton as the hottest team in the Edmonton's NHL as well. has been the hottest team. Yes. Yeah. Right, uh, no doubt. Yeah, there it is. Uh, let's get into the other, like you were to mention, the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah. Everybody's wise, wise, uh, wise guys picks uh, this year from a future standpoint. Uh, really saw that this young team blended uh, towards the end of last season, and they really got off to a really good start this year. They got into this little mold of a, a really hot uh, section of the season. Well, again, it's a long season. And then they just hit the wall. I mean, they just completely fell off the earth. They lost so many games in a row. And then they got to get rid of their coach. Right now, do you think in the second half of the season, can they salvage anything, Juan? Because I know you liked them, along with everyone, a, a lot of people, and that's fine. That's why you're they, wrong. A lot well, of people didn't have, like them. Well, yeah. no, a lot of people didn't like them. I know you did, but they still have a lot. The talent's there. Uh, just where do you think was the breakdown in this uh, this club? Well, what do you mean the breakdown? If you followed the, the well, yeah, well, in the West, I mean, this team was right hanging in there with Vancouver. Oh, no, I know, but where do you think, what, where, where do you think this all this, uh Happened to break down. I mean, what, yeah. what was the reason? What was the reasons you think what happened to this team? Well, you know, they had some injuries, and it was every team with injuries. The uh, next guy steps up. They weren't gelling at a team at certain points. Certainly, there were reports with the coach and players. They didn't really see eye to eye, and certainly, uh, the GM had to take uh, care of the f- problem. When you lose fourteen of the last seventeen games in mid December, uh, going into the January, and of course, they, they just looked awful. They didn't look like the team they did in the year, they just couldn't get the puck in the net, and they were lining up goals at a high rate. And when you do that in the NHL, you're not going to win any games. And certainly, we'll see what they come out. They have a big game Saturday. They have a couple more days off to fix some some of those stuff up with the interim head coach. If they do that, I think they'll be just fine. Um, I think they will be okay. I think they get these things cleaned up. They get back to the uh, defense with the blue line. Uh, again, they have scores. They have uh, veteran yeah. players. Uh, they'll be okay in the West. Yeah, um, in my opinion about this, uh, I never really saw it with the Kings. Uh, but now you got Jim Hiller, who's taking over the head coaching du- duties, and you also hired uh, DJ Smith from Ottawa uh, to come in and help him out. Not much experience as a head coach. And, you know, you look at their scoring uh, production, really, and uh, it's really you don't have one guy or two guys that can really stand out. I mean, you got Andre Kemp right now and Kevin Fiala. Of course, Kopitar there, but other than that, you don't really have uh, anyone that can stand on. So maybe they got to look at the deadline as uh, additions. Uh, I think the, there's some teams that are better than them in the West, like I said all year long. 
I think Edmonton's better as an overall team. I think Dallas is better, and I think Colorado's better. Uh, so I think the Kings are going to find themselves into the playoffs, but I don't see them making any deep run this year. I think it's just a lost season for them, and they have to get back into uh, the offseason, get the right head coach for next season, and uh, see what they can do. But you never know. A coaching change like the Canucks did a year ago when they hired Tockett towards the end of the year can always change a team's momentum and, and get them in the right direction heading into the next year. There you go. Let's get a, let's one more hockey thing here before getting our first picks today. Who do you think right now in the East or West, if you want to name a team in each of the conferences or just one team, which team would you see could come out of any of these conferences that sleep it right now? Someone that's going to surprise someone. Juan, I'll let you go uh, first in the East. Yeah, well, you have to say a lot of people, you know, talk about a trendy pick was the New Jersey Devils. They've been struggling yeah. in the first half of the season's ups and downs. Um, they're five points right back of the Flyers. You know, the Wed Wings and Flyers have been both surprises in the East. They've been playing well in that first half to see if they can continue that. But, I mean, as to be the New Jersey Devils, for me, they have the young talent. They skate. They're fast. They're, they're one of the quickest teams in the NHL. They really cause havoc on teams in the, when they get in the opposition zone. And the goalie, the goalie has been uh, not playing up to his uh, – caliber that he did a year ago um i think if they could clean up those uh, areas and they can get back to what they did a year ago they can make a run and get back themselves and find themselves in the playoffs yeah for me you mentioned as a dark horse and the penguins right now 23 17 and 7 uh they had high hopes signing uh carlson with that trade this year but i feel like they've been playing better hockey over the last one one to two months you know you got crisby crosby gets malkin um, I feel like they still got to add a couple of more forwards at the deadline if they really want to make that uh, playoff push. But uh, goaltending has been great for them uh, at times with Jerry and Agadovich. Uh But, yeah, they've only allowed 2.64 goals per game. I think they little, need a little bit more scoring production. Uh, but they're sitting right around uh, the outside of the playoff right with the Devils. They're ahead of the Devils or tied at 53 points. But uh, they got some games in hand uh, over Detroit, over Philly. Uh, those teams have been surprising so far, but you got 30 games plus here, and it's a stretch run. I think that experience for the Penguins will sneak them into the playoffs and uh, could make a second round or Eastern Conference Finals, in my opinion. There you go. Penguins, he sees coming out of these as a sleeper right now in terms of the rest of this National Hockey League season. <clears throat> Let's get into our first picks today. I'm going to give you another one here, ladies and gents. Over here, UCLA travels to upstate Stanford. And the soggy weather of the Golden State has finally subsided a bit. And I'll tell you what, UCLA is starting to hit a, I mean, listen, they're postseason homes, and they would have to win the Pac-12 tournament to have any chance to get in the tournament. But they're starting to play a little better basketball. Team's starting to mold a little bit here, getting a lot better. <clears throat> I like UCLA plus three here against Stanford to cover the points tonight in college basketball. Juan, who do you got? Yeah, I'm going Big East matchup. Crane goes on travels on the East Coast to Providence. I love the home dog here. You talked about home court advantage in these conference games are so pivotal, and certainly it's tonight. Providence at home, 11 and two. Crane on the road is not very good. Last game against Butler, that game was up and down. They got upset there. But you look at this Crane team, and I know a lot of people are picking them to win the Big East to make another deep run in the NCAA tournament. I just never saw it. I mean, they're top four heavy with Shireman, Alexander, Clockbunder, Danilo, and Steven Ashford. And then on, on the bench, they're very thin. They don't have a lot of bodies. You get them in foul troubles with some of their bigs like Clockbunder, it's going to create problems. And the, and the Friars can do that. They certainly play really good at home, like I just mentioned. They have the guards. They have Hopkins or Dora down low who can match up with Clockbunder. And you have the guards with Gaines. Pierre Floyd off the bench could hit the three-point shot. Even the Friars, plus two and a half. This is too easy today. Girl, Providence, plus two and a half. Marco. 
Yeah, I'm going to go to a Big South matchup here. Two really good mid-major teams here. High point, 20-4 and four on the year. Undefeated, goes on the road uh, to Asheville today, who has been hot in conference play, sounding two for the Bulldogs for themselves. But this high point team, if you don't know them, this team can get up and down and score. they got great guards. I think that's going to be the difference in this one. Uh, these two teams met back in a, in a high point. And uh, Drew Pamber went for 36 for Asheville. This guy's a big-time scorer, 6'11". He can go out, get score from all three phases of the court. But I think the guard, the depth for this uh, High Point Panther team is going to be the difference in this one. And uh, this is a team to really look out for in, in March if you're looking for a sleeper out there. Uh, but I like them to go on the road. Tough environment, but uh, not going to be easy going midweek. Uh, conference rival. Uh, but I think High Point has enough uh, to get this one done on the road. So I'm going to take that minus 125. There you go. High Point minus 125. Monday. Last segment here we're going to dive into. Speaking of college basketball, right now I'm going to ask one of these, both of these experts right now that to sit down. I call it house money. What I mean by that, it, if you had to take all your savings, if you had to tell your listeners out there, take all your savings and you're going to go buy a new home, or you're going to go place a wager, and you're going to buy a new home after this win, adds a feature. Who right now in NCAA basketball is the most complete all-around team? A lot of people are going to say Purdue. A lot of people are going to say Connecticut. Maybe both of you agree with the, either of those two teams. But right now, if you're going to tell someone out there, house money, Juan, who do you got and why? Yeah, it's obvious if you look at the first, uh, how this year has went. I mean, a lot of up and downs for some of these teams yep. uh, in the mid-range Illinois Duke, Arizona, Marquette, Tennessee, they just don't have the elite complete team. As my team that I think that's the most complete team in basketball is the defending national champions, is the Huskies of Connecticut. This team, I saw what they did at St. John's. They didn't need a caravan, which been so pivotal in the last year and this year this far, but this team is deep. Uh, you talk yeah. about the transfer from East Carolina. They had him a year ago, Tristan Newton. Cam Spencer's, it's lights out from the three-point line. And you got Caravan, I just mentioned. Then you got the big boy down low with Klingon. And you talked about this guy. I'm really high on Steven Castle, the five-star recruit. Had a big game last on Saturday against St. John's. This kid can put the ball on the score. He can defend. Like I said, he's going to be a big-time player for UConn next season when he gets more playing time, when he takes over the Tristan Newton at the guard position. But um, this team is deep. They, they, they grind you out. And right now, this team just looks like they're going to get to another Final Four, if not the championship game again, and it caused yeah. problems on, team, on teams. This team's big. You saw what their size did to teams a year ago in the NCAA tournament. I expect them to do the same. I don't see anything changing with this team. Yeah, they're big. They're quick. They're, 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 defend, they're long. They're, I mean, they, yeah. they really got a yeah. lot. They they're could deep. score, though. Yes. Yeah, I totally uh, disagree with the depth position there with Connecticut. They are, they are a great five-on-five team. They got some guys that came off the bench, but uh, – for me, it's Purdue. Purdue's the most complete team. This team, uh, yeah, I know. You have doubts about uh, Purdue, but uh, if you watch the games this season, wow. they are better than UConn, in my opinion. A lot of teams can't match UConn's size on the boards, while Purdue can. they got two or three guys that can come off the bench. They haven't even played this season. That's how deep this team is. Of course, you got Eddie. He's a nightmare problem, but... You really look at the guards, and everyone talks about Tristan Newton as the best point guard. I'm going to totally disagree with that. I'm taking the guy in Purdue and Brendan Smith, who does what Tristan Newton does, 12.4 points per game, 
four rebounds and better in the assist number, 7.3. You look what he did a couple of games ago. He had 16 assists against uh, Northwestern. You know, you don't see that in college basketball. I know Tristan Newman's putting triple doubles, but this guy's been in multiple games, double uh, double uh, assist, uh, double doubles games. Uh, but you look at uh, elsewhere. You know, Lance Jones is another great guard that has came in. He's been great on the defensive side. They're second leading scorer right now. Uh, but you talk about depth, one, and I know you said UConn has great depth. They really don't if you look uh, at their complete roster. Uh, but they've been in some close games. They've been lucky to win some close games, in my opinion. But Purdue, who is, uh, I, I feel, is a deeper team with Fletcher Lawyer, Mason uh, Giles, Coffin Rian. Uh, but those are definitely the two best teams in the land. We'll see if maybe they both get to the Final Four, maybe a matchup. But uh, I think Purdue is the mo- most complete team uh, overall, though. One, a rebuttal. Yeah, I totally disagree with that. I mean, I know everybody... Well, the knock on Purdue before was that they could not shoot the three ball. Well, this year, you got look at what the guys are shooting. Jones, 36. Brandon Smith, 42. Fred Lori 43. Mice and Jilly's 48. So they have fixed that problem. They're shooting 40% from a team, 49 from the field, uh, 41, 85 points per game. So that was, yeah, that was always the knock on them is their outside shooting ability. And sure, okay, surely got- anyone can go cold in uh, any game. But uh, Connecticut... Defensively, well, I think these two are one and two. Yeah, you got your points on that. Let, let, let Mr. Wong here rebuttal. Yeah, not only that, and about the three-point shooting, this team just can't win in the NCAA tournament. Something when they get to that uh, tournament in March, they just go cold. They have their off game. We've seen it time and time again. In 2019 was their deepest run when they lost to Virginia in overtime. Well, a lot of these guys were... In, in 2021, North Texas beats them as a 13th seed. St. Beats, St. Peter's beats them in 2022. Yeah, I understand. And last year, just being embarrassed by a really, really small, quick and athletic team. Uh, fairly Dickinson has a 16 team. So I'm sick and tired of hearing about Purdue and the complete. Yeah, team. we were talking about this year though. Well, they had most of the players a year ago. They just made a couple adjustments yeah. with uh, Jones. Um, but yeah, they had everybody from a year ago. I'm not sure why that you're saying that. But anyways. Um, Purdue, um, yeah, I, I'm just sick and tired of hearing this team year, year in, year out. I'm sick of hearing about Zach Eady. Can't do anything but just hit little bunnies and dunks. This guy can't defend. I mean, anyone can defend when they're 7-6. But uh, he has no agility ability. Playing it can match up with him just fine. A lot of guys can match up with him. And the, the way to beat Purdue is you spread him out. You get Eady away from the rim. You get the penetration, and you kick it out to your shooters. You saw what they did. Uh, Fairleigh Dickinson did a year ago. You saw what... Again, St. Peter's did the year before that. I mean, these are just embarrassing tournament losses for this team, and people are still riding them to be another deep run and be on a national championship. No way in how. I don't see it happening again this year. Just mark my words. Um, I don't care if they can uh, hit the three, if they do shoot the three well, but this team is just not built for a deep run in uh, March. It's just not. It hasn't yeah. happened, and it won't happen. Yeah, a lot of close games for Connecticut and Big East play. You know, I mean, everyone thinks they're just donning teams, blowing out teams. No, nah, they... Had a couple of one-point wins, a couple of like five-point wins. They haven't been really truly dominant in my opinion. But let's uh, move on to another topic. There I already said my uh, points on we, that. We, we got it. That was a nice and heated conversation in regards to they think is the best and most complete team. Matt Painter in national basketball. You can still hear it out there. They're still having their little little chimes and their little their little punches, their little dabs at each other about this. You got your three free picks. We thank you for listening to today's edition of Off the Board Sports. If you want to inquire about our paid services, email us at offtheboardsports at gmail.com. Thank you. And get your bets in before they do go off the board. Thank you for listening to Off the Board Sports. For any inquiries regarding our paid services, please email us at offtheboardsports at gmail.com. 
we invite you to follow us on Twitter at OtheBoardSports and Instagram at OffTheBoardSports. Thank you and best of luck.